Hello, my name is Jody Guinnessy, and I'm a communication specialist at Canyon School District. I will be the host of this week's episode of Connect Canyons. I'm pleased to be joined today by Everett Perry, who is the Human Resources Administrator over the district's education support professionals. Hey, how are you? Before we chat about ESPs, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you come from and how long you've been with the district, what you do exactly. So background, I started with the school district back in 09 before the split. I was employee number 23. Wow. Yeah, off we go. Had to hire 694 people in four months. That was a little crazy time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it happened, and we did it. July 1, we launched, and all was good. Um, it's almost as daunting as now trying to hire 10 employees and pull them out of their mom's basement, but it's all good. <laughs> uh, background, I've been in human resources and training 32 years. So wow. I have a bachelor's degree in health ed, so an education degree, and then a master's degree in management. So... Really, my focus was not the MBA side. It was actually HR and organizational change. So that fits right with what I do. Oh, yeah. And so you basically tasked to be over the ESPs. Right. District. And before that, I was with different corporations. So I was out in the public sector and working all these different private jobs from Amalgamated Sugar, Stevens Henniger. I worked at Siegfried and Jensen as their HR marketing, Golden West Credit Union. So, yeah. What led you to education? What do you like about it? Um, well, I've always been enjoyed in education side, right? My degree in health ed, corporate wellness, those kind of focuses. Um, at one point, I was a dean of a college as well for a, a period for a private school. So I loved it. I loved hiring teachers and seeing kids actually light up and go, wow, hey, I can actually do something cool out there, right? So that part was good. Um, but always HR focused, always trying to hire people, get the right people in the right place at the right time, all the hurdles and challenges, legislation, all the changes, economic downturns, upturns, layoffs. You know, I've been through all those different things. But now I actually get to help people. I get to watch kids grow and we get to build a community instead of build a building, right? It's pretty wild. That's awesome. So you hear this term, ESPs, education support professionals. What exactly does that mean? Who is that? How many do we have at the district? So ESP is everything that isn't licensed. I mean, that's really what the, the core content is of an ESP. So education support professional would be anyone that doesn't have a professional license. It's not teacher, psychologist, administrator. So we have about 4,400 ESPs wow. in the school district. It keeps me a little busy. Um, eight, 900 of those are sweepers. So kids that are basically working for us after school. And then we get into paraeducators, bus drivers, nutrition workers, facilities, trades, plumbers, electricians, uh, alarm responders, we have all of our instructional assistants, our support assistants in the school that do all the administrative work. We have administrative assistants, about 110 of those throughout the district that do different functions from head secretaries at schools to, you know, all the way through the district, payroll, purchasing, IT, everybody's got them. So it's everybody else, basically, besides the teaching side. And if you go all the way to the bottom of the barrel, you get the communication specialist. That's it. <laughs> there it is. So if you look at the tiers, you know, sweepers right here, and that communication specialist is right below that. I do have a sweeper background. Uh, that See? was my one of my first jobs at South Kearns Elementary back in the day. All so. my kids have done it. In fact, my 16-year-old is still being a sweeper right now. I actually think it's a, a great job because it's only for a couple of hours and you're you're active and it's not that bad. I mean, they can do homework right afterwards. Before they still can do after school. They can arrange their schedules for activities. I mean, honestly, hour and a half you're off when the school's off. It's like a perfect job for a kid. Yeah, and listen to music. And, yeah, perfect. So yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, so what? I mean, there's so many ESPs. I mean, 
I, I think that might kind of be surprising. Like, how important are they to the overall educational experience for students? Well, obviously, teachers are teaching, right? But they can't be functioning in those levels without all the support on the sides. Especially if you deal with special education. I mean, you really can't function without your paraeducators. You've got to have them in the classroom to be able to support that teacher. So when behaviors come up or sideline communication comes up, you've got somebody there to help intervene so that they can continue to teach in the classroom. So we see some of those critical roles, instructional assistants that are pulling kids out to do small group work. So that the teacher can focus on one group, they go out and do small group work, bring them back in in exchange. Elementary schools, we created the uh, Brain Booster, the Instructional Technician Program. And in doing so, it basically gave a prep period for the, ed- the elementary teachers to better focus their skills, which improves overall education for elementary schools. Well, by having brain boosters now take 45 minutes of that time, the kids are still getting a quality education. The curriculum is preset, so we know what's being taught. The kids are learning new skills and new abilities, but the teacher gets that break in the midday when in the secondary they always had prep periods. Well, elementary didn't. So that was a, a creative solution to give them that ability, but without the ESPs, those teachers would be go, go, go every day with no break. No way to prep, no way to really do that without taking a lot of their own time. It changed the way we do elementary schools. Changed the schedule. But it also brought people in to teach that really don't want to be a teacher, but to give them the skills to work with the kids directly. And this year, of the years, we were actually able to bump them up a lane if they had a degree. So if they have a bachelor's, we've got those brain boosters to get an extra lane in that. About two grand. Oh, that's fantastic. So that was a, a very big positive this year for ESPs is we've made some structural changes that made a huge difference in people. And you mentioned that uh, you still are trying to hire different ES- ESPs. Are. And I know there are some incentives as well. I mean, what are the the biggest areas uh, of employment opportunity that you have? And, and maybe you could detail some of the incentives as well. So one of the biggest challenges we're having right now is paraeducators working with special needs students. It has been difficult, and there are some classes that are difficult to do, right? There's classes that have behaviors that could put you in harm's way. We do have protocols in place to protect you, obviously, but there are kids that the manifestation of their disability actually can put you in harm's way, that they may pinch you or you know, grab your arm or something else. So the parasite has been very difficult to hire, um, maybe because of a stereotype, maybe because of something else, but... But reality is that has been our difficult. So right now we have about 40 of those positions open. Some benefited full-time, 35 hours. So you have the full retirement, all those. But we're getting better at it. And I think as the economy unfortunately turns, as it starts to get more difficult with jobs and layoffs happen, it actually helps the economy for us because they come here for stability. We are getting better. We've hired six paras in the last week for Jordan Valley, which is a huge leap forward for us. Um, the other areas, as an example, I have a lot of instructional assistants that are just simply aides working with students. We also raise them up a lane as well. And in, in those areas, they, are, they don't have to have a degree, obviously. They can have a high school diploma, but they're working in small group or one-on-one with kids, making a direct difference in tutoring those kids. They're, they're helping advance the skills on those kids that are behind a little bit. So the teacher doesn't have to necessarily take the time to go back on some of those areas and focus a lot of energy on those that are behind. We have aides to help with that and get those kids caught back up so that they're with the rest of the class. Those are critical roles, and I have a lot of openings for those because it's a midday, 17-hour a week, but it's the perfect job for someone who wants to be with their kids. 
So the kids are in school, you drop them off, you work a couple hours, and you go back and you can pick them right back up. It's the perfect job for that if people will just simply look for them. What are the job requirements for, for becoming a para? High school diploma. Oh, okay. So really, it's that's about it. It's a high school diploma. So, and, you know, right, good judgment, right? We want to have somebody who's positive, customer service oriented, focus on the kids. We want people that are happy. But in the end, the actual requirement is the um, high school diploma. Do you see a lot of transition from from the licensed becoming ESPs or ESPs becoming licensed? Probably vice versa. It's the ESP more becoming a licensed. We've had uh, five paraeducators this year who converted to licensed teachers who went back to school or finished their schooling and became a licensed teacher. We have more of those that are heading down that path. And we have a partnership with Salt Lake Community College and I believe UVU as well, where we're actually taking them through a cohort to become teachers and get their degree. And they get paid for through this uh, grant program that we're doing. And I think we have 12 right now that are in that. Where could they find more information about that? Is that Kelly Tatioli in the HR office is actually helping coordinate that. So she's working with the different groups to get people licensed as a teacher. I think one of the things we want to focus on too is nutrition. Um, We've been short-staffed in our nutrition, but again, it's one of those jobs that if you want a job that pays well, I mean, starting wage now in the kitchen is 16 something an hour. So we're actually beating McDonald's, right? We are. <laughs> we're beating Chick-fil-A as the starting wage. Uh, but think about this. You're, you're helping kids. You're working midday. So you can have kids in school, go over and work a little bit in the lunch and then go back out if you want that. Here's what we're really missing, though, is that I need that leadership skill to step into these roles. So we've had openings for managers and have no candidates. Oh, wow. Lunch managers, custodial assistant facility managers who run a school – and I have no candidates for it because they haven't trained up or they haven't done that with supervisory skills. So it's something we need to focus on as a district is providing those trainings, but also people from outside who have those skills as a manager somewhere, it could be retail, it could be anywhere, to step into these roles and take them on and we can train them on the other stuff. If we have the right attitude and aptitude, we'll teach you the skill. But we need people from outside to actually come in as well and be managers for us. I mean, the cafe that we have here in our building has been open for almost four months without having a manager apply. It's been frustrating. Wow. At $22 an hour or more, depending on their skills. That, that part is somewhat a fault of our own in that we're not growing enough of our own. And we need to grow more managers inside and we need to build some of those, those skills and tendencies. And Custodial is doing that. They've got courses specifically. In fact, they, they have a graduating class today from their CSIP training class. And the graduates do have to talk about what they've learned and present it to a panel. So we do have that going, but we need to be better at it. So we'll be moving some of these things forward for ESPs, and hopefully they will take advantage of that so they can move up and stay with us. I see a lot of uh, banners for the, the bus drivers as well. And I know you don't have to have the CDL license to actually apply and, and get hired. Right. We take care of that. So they would basically come in, take the test at the DMV. So study for it. We'll give you the guide. You go study for that test. Once you have that learner's permit, we take care of all the rest. We do all the training. We do the classes. A lot of them are online, so you don't have to skip your job you're in right now until you get stabilized. Then we do the test for you. We'll get you tested. We'll get you your CDL. Once you have it, we start you driving. Most of our drivers right now that are coming in as sub are getting contracts within about a month and a half. It's fast. In years past, it's two years. 
We're now a month and a half, two months, and they're getting a contract or a steady route. So they're working 20, 30 hours a week. If they don't want to do that, they could work a small route or they could do field trips and work whatever they want. But we're getting them their CDL. Now, if they stay with us over a period of year, we also pay them for that training that they took. They don't get paid for it at the beginning. But if they stay longer, we do that. We've offered an incentive. You'd brought that up earlier about the incentive. There's, there's two versions of an incentive for our employees to refer someone in. If an employee wants to refer an ESP employee, general jobs, they can get $100 for a part-time position or $200 for a contracted benefited position, something over 30 hours. We pay that out after they've worked 90 days. So I track that. In fact, I just submitted 21 names to payroll to give money out as of last week. So that. Now, if it's paraeducator, because it's a critical need for us, it's $250 for part-time and $500 for a full-time. And we're not putting a cap on that. So if you're really a recruiter, you could, <laughs> you could double your income in a matter of 90 days by just simply finding people that you think would do, do well with us and it would do well for them to be in these positions. And we do have employees referring people, and they are getting paid to do it. So we do have an incentive and we want to encourage them to, to help us because HR is a small department to recruit thousands of employees. And we, the banners are working. We are getting people in because of them, but not enough. Well, I know our district has really made a big emphasis on, on paying teachers well and, and made a, a big bump a couple of years ago, which is fantastic. I, I've been impressed. I, I've been with the district about a year and a half now as an ESP coming from a journalism background. And I have actually just absolutely love being in the education field and with the district and seeing these students. It's just really been a highlight. It's really rewarding outside of the, the money that you make. And so I, I know that there are, there's a lot of reward to this job aside from just a, a paycheck. And that's what I really enjoy about the great people at the district at the schools. The students are wonderful. So I, I can imagine that, that you've really enjoyed that over the years as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the rewards of people that come back and say, you know, thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for what I've learned and gained from this, not monetary. Now, monetary, we've also been in fixing that too. We've jumped well over 10% in the last three years for our ESPs and, and more so. We're jumping as we keep going through COLAs and other things. It's been a, a huge positive for our ESP employees. We're making a shift. When we started out, our entry wage was around nine bucks an hour. Oh, wow. And now we're well over 14. So we're jumping it up. It's just we can only go so far with taxpayer money, right? It's right. all controlled by legislation. So we do what we can. Yes, we have to attract good teachers nationwide. We have to compete. And it is tough with housing. But at the same time, we can't forget our ESPs. They're here. They're loyal. They're dedicated. They are working their hearts out, and they are helping these kids. So we have gone back and negotiations and make it happen and focused on it and added in all those value adds that are so important, not just wage, but even the little things like maternity leave, you know, six weeks paid for anyone that's benefited. That was added last year. Um, even the silly things like things that are just smaller are not necessarily financial, like the fitness centers and the tracks we just opened up. So you can go over and actually work out for free and you're in clean air to go do your walking at night or in the morning. Now I have no excuse. <laughs> you have no excuses. It's right across the street at Mount Jordan or Butler or Draper. And all they have to do is throw an email and say, hey, I want access. I mean, it's that simple. But we're trying to do some of the value add things that make it more worthwhile to come to work, right? And make it a, a good work-life balance. 
and keep it still a healthy place. Healthy people, happy people. Tomorrow's ESP day. Uh, there you go, ESP appreciation. It's the national ESP appreciation day. And we do recognize our ESPs. In fact, we, we have some treats going out to nutrition. Throughout all of our nutrition will be hand-delivered tomorrow. Um, we have pizzas coming in. We have food going into all of our facilities, transportation here at our building. Just say, hey, thank you for all that you do. We recognize that we can't function without you. And we want to just give you a, a true shout-out, right? A good, a good applause. Keep going, keep going, keep going. As, as Dory says, just keep swimming. <laughs> That's where we are. Uh, fantastic. Well, I look forward to it. And thanks for all, all you do for all of us ESPs. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to work with you, Everett. And thank you for spending some time today with us on Connect Canyons. Thank you as well uh, for joining us this week. Uh, and please, let's connect again soon. Sounds great. Thank you.